0: There. Welcome. This is the Kelly's Astrology Podcast, where you can find insight, guidance, and understanding through astrology. I'm Kelly, and I'll be your host. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for another show. This week, I'm going to be taking a look at the astrology for the week starting August 19. And the theme for this week is mixed messages. So coming out of the cosmos, we have a variety of different aspects kind of indicating completely opposite things. So I want to take you through that. Before I get to that, if you're setting up your astrology practice and you find that you're stuck on what to do or how to get started, my group mentoring program can help. Over the years I've mentored many practitioners, helping guide them to the next best steps to build and grow their astrology practice. Group mentoring is perfect. If you recently completed your studies in astrology, and if you want some extra support to polish and refine your chart skills, you'll also get lots of guidance and tips about how to set up structure and build your astrology practice. Group mentoring is perfect for students who already have substantial knowledge about chart interpretation and timing techniques. So if that's you, you can find out more or sign up over at kellysastrology.com. And of course, I'll share the link in the show notes below as well. So this fourth week of August really does have some mixed astrological aspects. We've got two really bright or positive uh, events going on with Venus And then we've got some sluggish indicators that are linked to Mars and Mercury. So I'm going to start with the positive or auspicious omens that are coming from Venus. And then I'm going to dive into those tricky aspects. So we're looking at August 22nd and here we see Venus being involved with two different astrological events and each of those events would be considered positive or an indicator of improvements and progress. First up on August 22nd, Venus hits that magical 15 degree distance from the sun. So she is now at what we call the heliacal rise and she's becoming visible again. That's the key takeaway from those technical terms. Once Venus is now 15 degrees from the sun, we can see her again. That brings Venus into a condition known as phasis, which to ancient astrologers was considered a really auspicious omen like the return of the queen or the return of something we've been waiting for. This type, this sort of facus or this uh, heliacal rise of Venus or of any planet, but in this case, Venus, it's like a flash of light on the horizon just before sunrise. And so this sort of flash as Venus becomes visible again, just before the sun rises, this saturates the cosmos with Venusian themes and qualities. So there's this intensifying or amplifying quality to everything to do with Venus around August 22nd. So if you have clear skies, if you're a morning bird, if you're up early before the sun, you'll be able to actually see Venus in the Eastern sky just before sunrise. So there's some technical things happening with Venus, but then they're given this wonderful auspicious omen quality. And so when Venus returns to the sky, when we can see her again, it's sort of the return of all of Venus things. So it's a return of things like pleasure and beauty and connection. Exploring and expressing your desires might become easier. You might be ready to make a choice in a relationship or to express something that's really meaningful for you. You might take steps to show your affections to the special people in your life to a loved one, a dear friend, a close relative, even a coworker or a boss that you really appreciate. Of course, Venus is still retrograde. So we know that there are further improvements and shifts to come, but this return to visibility is a really critical and momentous step in the Venus retrograde journey. And it is definitely considered an indication of things improving. It's a helpful shift. And so we know there's going to be more Venus, more sweetness, more enjoyment ahead. So that's really lovely. And then to make these already great influences even bigger, or maybe to further highlight this enhancing and sweet potential... Venus will make this square aspect to Jupiter, which also happens on August 22nd. So Venus rises and becomes visible again while in a direct aspect to Jupiter. So there really is this sense of big, major, or meaningful developments happening on August 22nd with these two different Venus signatures. So in terms of some of the collective themes of this Venus retrograde, Uh, One of the themes I've been looking at with this Venus retrograde in Leo has to do with justice and legal and equality matters, partly because of this ongoing square between Venus and Jupiter. So in terms of those like legal matters and court decisions, especially that relate to women, to LGBTQIA folks and regarding the arts and the creative communities, Remember, we had this big strike going on with like the writers and actors over in Hollywood, for instance. So this Venus rise, this Venus return to visibility plus the square to Jupiter around August 22nd. This feels like a breakthrough, like a moment, a turning point moment, a shift towards progress or a shift towards some sort of alliance or agreement feels like a major development moment in some of those ongoing stories. So legal matters pertaining to women, legal matters pertaining to uh, trans folks, legal matters pertaining to those in the arts and the creative communities, you know, people who are trying to improve the, this, um, trying to shift where there's a great inequality. That's what we're looking for. Some progress on with this aspect. Now, the day itself looks very fortuitous, but we're going to have that emanation of Venus rolling through the cosmos in the days that follow. So sort of August 22nd and for a few days after we've got this potential. Since Jupiter is about law and about governance and about ethics, it's about fairness and morals, there's going to be intense debate along those lines this week maybe on the 22nd itself, but, you know, we could say definitely for a few days, uh, after as well. And you're probably wondering, you know, how is this going to affect my personal life, day-to-day events and things like that. Venus squared Jupiter is about generosity. Sometimes I say unreciprocated generosity when it's a square between Venus and Jupiter, sometimes that square indicates we've overdone it. You know, we've had really great intentions, but we've kind of just been a little too generous or we've kind of gone over the top and it's just a tad too much. And so, you know, there's, there's sort of that question then, well, should we not do anything at all? And I think with Venus retrograde square Jupiter, you're going to want to do something, just be aware that it may not land perfectly smoothly. But sometimes we need a big gesture, kind of a grand uh, statement to really convey the fullness or the depth or the breadth of what's going on. So, you know, it's definitely a big gestures kind of indication. So even though there's a little bit of caution with that square, there's a lot of good intentions around with that Venus squared Jupiter. So you're probably coming from a great place. And there's a huge amount of enthusiasm, of affection, of kind of warmth and expressing that warmth and that loyalty. And so in general, this is a go for it kind of aspect. You might need to slightly adjust your intentions or the specifics as you go. But in the spirit of Jupiter, which is such a big part of this aspect, you know, giving back, encouraging others, taking a risk or going for that leap of faith will be totally appropriate with Venus retrograde square Jupiter. So that is sort of this highly enthusiastic and uplifting Venus square Jupiter aspect. It's kind of blossoming, and it's certainly going to bring a big development in some of those um, ongoing collective stories about rights and equality, particularly for women for other marginalized groups and for those in the creative communities. But separate to that, On a similar timeline, we've got Mars and Mercury involved in a totally different story. Like it's a totally different narrative that Mercury and Mars are involved in. And from the perspective of Mars and Mercury, Tuesday and Wednesday, August 22nd and 23rd, look a little bit sluggish, looks kind of slow, a little bit hazy, maybe a little bit lazy, dare we say. Certainly not super productive. On Tuesday, the 22nd, Mars makes its once every two years opposition to Neptune in Pisces. So Mars is in Virgo, he's only there every two years and he's opposing Neptune in Pisces. And Mars opposite Neptune has a dazed and confused quality. It might feel like you're running out of steam or that you can't keep up with the kind of pace that you normally do. You might lose momentum. You might find that your motivation has temporarily deserted you. You might feel that you're lacking a little bit of courage or confidence. And if so, just let it all go. You know that song from Frozen, the Let It Go? That's a little bit like the anthem for Mars opposite Neptune. Just let it go. It's not possible to force, push, scheme, or plan your way through a Neptune aspect like this. Neptune is the planet that I think, uh, I, well, that I see, Clients really struggle with the most in modern life because Neptune is very much about slowing down. When we've got this Mars opposite Neptune aspect, instead of getting things done, instead of being productive and decisive, we're going to have to sit with some uncertainty. And you might have to give things time before you're ready to take action again. So it sort of puts us into a little bit of a pause. It depletes or diminishes that fire inside. And when we don't have that, we can't really fake it or force it. So I am really encouraging you to kind of slow down, take it easy, delay things that are non-essential. When we've got that Mars opposite Neptune aspect, it's a very lethargic kind of influence. And we sometimes get a little bit overwhelmed as well. And if you've been juggling a lot of things for a long period, this might be that sort of moment where maybe the wheels fall off or, you know, you're juggling a lot and you start dropping things. So slowing down, taking a break, hitting pause, so important when Mars opposes Neptune. Then the very next day, August 23rd, we have Mercury station retrograde. So symbolically Mercury is standing still just hanging in the sky, like treading water, not going anywhere. And Mercury is such an important planet to modern life. It's about communication. It's about technology. It's about business and trade. So when Mercury is not moving, all these areas of life that are tied to Mercury can end up in this holding pattern or treading water state as well. So this stationing energy where Mercury is stationing to go retrograde, to go backwards is like a train sitting idle in the station and it can certainly indicate delays, and it's another indicator of this sort of pause, slowdown. Now, Mercury not moving is an indication of bloopers or errors that can take time to fix. Sometimes there's a forgetful energy or we miss something that was an important detail. And even though this station of Mercury is happening on Wednesday, August the 23rd, It does uh, have an influence that affects events and experiences, not just on the 23rd, but I would say at least the day before and the day after. So that Mercury stationing on the 23rd, which is midweek, is really going to affect Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so now you can kind of see between the Mars opposition to Neptune and the Mercury retrograde, we do have this kind of hold, pause, sort of a disintegrating a little bit of a discombobulating energy midweek, And so we're going to have to try and navigate that if you like. Mars is in the foggy Neptune zone and Mercury is standing still. And we do have, whether we see of it as like something that's blocked or we just can't get things done as smoothly or as efficiently as we might like, you know, when Mercury's stationing retrograde, we have to do things two or three times that normally we can get done once, you know, it might take you an hour to do something that you can normally do in 10 or 15 minutes. So we're just not going to be as sharp. Our capacity is going to be a little bit reduced. So the reason that I say that, or that I share these things with you is just to let you know for planning and managing your energy and expectations with these slightly sluggish, a little bit tricky influences. So with all of that said, you know, I'm imagining that some of you are probably wondering what this week will be like for you personally. You know, you may be wondering if you're going to get more of the auspicious energy that's on offer from this reappearance of Venus and then that luck or support with the Venus square Jupiter aspect, or are you going to get stuck in something that feels a little bit tiring, a little bit overwhelming? Are you going to have a bit of a forgetful blooper moment with either the Mars opposite Neptune or the Mercury station? So there's a couple of things you can check if you know your personal chart to perhaps try and determine which one of these aspects might be a little more influential for you. So if you do know your personal chart, just have a think about how important Mercury, Venus, Mars, or even Jupiter are in the context of your personal chart. You know, for instance, think about whether you have a lot of Taurus or Libra placements uh, or is Leo an important sign in your chart. If that's the case, you might be more influenced by what's going on with Venus this week because you have more planets in Venus signs or because the place where Venus is retrograde in Leo is more important for you. If you have lots of Aries or Scorpio placements or if Virgo is an important sign in your chart then you might get more of those Mars-Mercury problematic themes. If any one of these planets Mercury, Venus, Mars, or Jupiter is your current time lord. For those of you who are working with the annual perfections technique, for instance, say you're in a Gemini year and Mercury is your time lord, or maybe you're in a a Scorpio year and Mars is your time lord, or perhaps you're in a Sagittarius year and Jupiter is your time lord, then you'll most likely get swept into the plot line or the storyline that your personal time lord is involved in. So, if your time lord is Venus or Jupiter, you're more likely to get the good stuff this week. And if your time lord is Mercury or Mars, you're more likely to get some of that slow pause, reflect, take a break themes. So, there's a few different ways that you can explore which of these themes might be more relevant for you personally. That said, and while I do encourage that because from a learning perspective, when you can tie what's going on with a planet that's important to you in the sky to your personal birth chart, you really start to see astrology come alive. And that's how I always work with it. That's how I work with it with clients. But setting all that aside, it's most likely that we'll all get a little bit of the mix this week. You know, we're all kind of living under the same sky. We're coming from different places with different levels of stability and security. So we're all going to get a little bit of this astro weather, if you like. And so it's most likely that you'll have a mix of both these storylines. You might have some joy and some luck and some growth, maybe about certain parts of your chart or certain areas of your life. And then you might have some lethargy or some confusion or crossed wires. And they may be about other topics. Because one thing that's really interesting about these uh, astrological plot points this week is they are a little bit separate. You know, we've got Venus, Jupiter going on, Aries, uh, sorry, Leo, Taurus, and then we've got Mars, Neptune with Mercury stationing retrograde. The Mars, Neptune, Mercury is very much on the Virgo-Pisces axis. So if Virgo-Pisces is important to you, you might get a little bit more of that. Whereas if Leo and Taurus is really important in your chart, you might get more of that Venus, Jupiter. But most of us are gonna have a little bit of a mix, you know, and life is kind of funny like that, isn't it? It's a bit of a muddled mix sometimes. One part of our life is on a high, another part of our life is a little bit sluggish. And that's just kind of how life goes sometimes. And so that theme of muddled mix, taking the good with the bad, the sweet and the salty, that's definitely the theme emanating from the cosmos this week. So let me know how these themes are showing up for you via the comments section below. And with that said, thanks so much for being here today. I'll talk to you more next week. Bye for now.